and we are back. How are we? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for asking. Oh, it's good to be here. Jesus. Um, where are we? Episode 18, I believe. I think I uploaded episode 17 most recently, um, and that is pretty much the only sort of deduction I'm going to be doing for calculating the episodes is what I uploaded last, because we're on a schedule now. I'm not, I'm not behind at all. I'm not, uh, I'm not uploading episodes like 10 minutes, not 10, like 10 episodes before, you know, I haven't recorded episode 23 while I'm uploading episode 16 yet. It's all good to go. Last episode I recorded was episode 17. Last episode I uploaded was episode 17. So we're all up to date. It's episode 18. And I did mention it would be a regular upload schedule. And it will. But I literally just did not get that opportunity on Thursday. Or Monday. Whichever one it was. I, um... Where was I? I was doing something. I couldn't, like get the information down, like with the songs and the streams and stuff, and I was like, well, I'm not going to record it if I can't have that there, because that's become tradition for me, so I just didn't do it, and then I didn't work yesterday, so now it's Wednesday, I'm pretty sure it's been a week since I've done my last episode, but, you know, eventually I'll get to Monday, Thursday, which is what I believe it will be, Monday, Thursday will be the plan, um, so, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, today we're, we're looking at 8.30 to 8.21 in my top 1,000 songs of all time, 10 songs at a time in each episode, and oh, I tell you what, it felt like we were flying through when I was first doing these, you know, we were already halfway through the 800s, and now it feels like it felt when I was actually doing the countdown, like wow, we only still up to the 800s, I would have thought, you know, the amount of these I've done, the amount of times I've shared on my Instagram story it would have felt like we've been halfway there, but I feel like a hundred, a hundred episodes didn't sound like a lot when I was just fucking smashing through 10, you know, episode 10, done, no worries, didn't even really remember doing half of them, but now here we are, and it's episode 18, it feels like so long ago that I've done one of these, it's probably because I've only recorded three of these in the last two weeks, when I was doing like six of them in two weeks, or like eight of them in two weeks, you know, there was times there when I was doing one every day, I did one, like, in the afternoon, and then I did another episode that night, like, it was just ridiculous, but at least now I can, um, I can confidently say that we are, we are up to date, and it's all, it's all kosher from here, you know, it's going to be daily events, and as I say that, I'm trying to think in my head of what's actually happened in the last week. And a lot has happened, but I can't remember any of it. So, you know, do I? Maybe I need to just start writing things down that happened to me that uh, could be of any importance or could have any entertainment about them. Um, but I'm genuinely struggling, struggling to do that at the moment. I'm just trying to think, like, what have I done or what am I doing or what's going on? There's a couple things. Um, for example, I got my school for my internship, which is really exciting. I won't reveal where that is for obvious reasons. Um, but, you know, I did get it. That guy needs to understand I need to get into that lane. So by him speeding, he's just really annoying everyone. Well, this is a mayhem on the road. A lot of a lot going on, a lot of cars moving in the same place. Do you ever like... I read something the other day about white line fever. I think everyone's sort of had this feeling before. When you're like driving on a highway... 
or like a long road and your body just has no recollection of doing that like you physically are able to drive and you're sort of conscious of what you're doing the whole time but your your mind like when you finish doing that has no memory of doing it like completely subconscious about it the whole time sort of like in the same vein I don't really ever think about how fast this car is going maybe I should like I'm currently going 80 kilometers an hour and that could kill a fucking massive animal mainly a human would be the, the big one but could literally just end a life if I was going this quick I need to get in this left lane before that oh the congestion occurs sometimes I'm an excellent driver sometimes you know I surprise myself with the intuition that I show um, but here we are I will say episode 18 and I have kept it a tradition while I'm trying to of starting the songs at the hospital um, and we're nearly at the hospital but you know if, you, if you're waiting for the songs it is 8.30 to 8.21 and I've got a couple of notes on them today nothing too exciting um, I feel like anyone that is listening to this is not here for the songs anymore and if you are, welcome. You know, I really appreciate that you care about my music, but I don't think you do. I think you're here for the stories and for the entertainment, if you so find it. Um, so, you know, we're, we're nearly at the hospital, so 8.30 will be coming in hot. Um, I'm going to Sydney on Friday, well, I plan to, to go watch uh, Billy Darcy, Sydney Comedian. Um, perform a comedy gig at I don't know where it is actually I probably should know that but I don't um, but yeah I'm going to see that which will be good um, and yeah getting the old traino down um, I'm currently off the drink but I may I may break that curse for a couple of beers down in Sydney with Coop that could be fun um, and yeah then we have soccer the next day the Crabs playing against uni at Ray Watt that'll be fun great little ground um, oh, I don't just love when people cut across two lanes of traffic and turn left. Like, they just didn't do that earlier, and now they decided to do it. Hasn't affected my driving. I've just seen it up ahead, and I just thought they looked ridiculous doing it. Um, you know, very aggressive merging. But, yeah, going to Sydney. Um, and, yes, got my internship school. I'm going to Sydney. I'm now going to work. What else happened to me? Pretty well nothing, hey? Like, not much has been going on. I've just been pretty well working, and slonging it away at uni um, as is as is how life goes for most people these days if you're not at work or at uni you're just chilling out doing something um, made my illustrious return to the gym the other day uh, got a good mate of mine who's doing a fitness program it's set in stone fitness on Instagram go check him out Sam great guy um, and he sent me a program a while ago I paid for it and I was like heaps keen to do it and then, like, I just never went to the gym. <laughs> like, I, I really st- was, like, just not going. Um, but I had, I like, I got it from him, so I had something to do there. Because I sort of was like, I don't know what I'm doing at the gym, so why, what am I doing when I go here? And, like, I paid for, oh, no, I got a free PT, or two free PT sessions um, when I first joined. Like, as a sign-on, sort of, not a bonus, but, like, a... Yeah, thanks for signing up. Here's two free PT chairs. And so I was like, well, I'm going to take it. I may as well get old mate to show me as much as he can. And this dude was massive, like six foot five, like just ripped, like no tomorrow. 
Um, super nice dude, like really nice guy. I just like couldn't afford the. Um, he like to keep doing it, like it wasn't cheap. But like I wasn't really worried about the money. It was like he was like, yeah, you need to probably eat like three thousand calories a day, and like oh, I'm gonna, you're gonna get this app, and like oh, I'm gonna fucking be up your ass about it, and you're gonna, like, you're gonna update every fucking time you eat something in this app, and like you'll be heaps accountable for it. And I'm like, man, that's great, but that terrifies me because a I can't eat three thousand calories even if I tried, unless it was like fucking I don't know, like if it was. I don't know, how much is a Big Mac in calories? Like, if it's fucking six of them, sure, I'll do it. And I don't know, I, like, I'm not really, like, heaps up to scratch about diet and nutrition and, like, I know what's healthy and what's not healthy, but, like, I don't know if there's a grey area about what I should be eating or, like, if it's fucking bad to eat seven Big Macs, which I'm assuming it is. But, like, am I getting the calories up there or am I just fucking... Am I just, like eating for the sake of eating, or is it like a diet thing, but anyway, you know, I'm back at the gym now, doing, doing the stand stuff, but I, I've cut out, cut out alcohol and soft drink and fucking, except for Coke Zero, because Coke Zero has zero calories, um, and like, I haven't really eaten any shit in, I don't know, a while, other than Mother's Day, because Mum had some chocolates, and she left them out on the counter, and it was a free-for-all, so, other than that, I've been actually pretty good, so, you know, try and keep that up. But I will kick it off at 8.30. I'm actually fucking way past the hospital. The gym got so out of hand. I'll probably return to it later. 8.30. Neighbourhood. Bugs. Oh, the boys. Now, I do have another interesting bug story. Um, as opposed to the first one where I saw them at Falls at 11.30 in the morning. Um, they came to Newey for like a long weekend show. I think it was like a like a mini, sort of like a mini festival in, in the Cambridge. And by that, I genuinely just mean that, like, heaps of bands played. Um, and they were one of the bands. They were the first act, I think. Um, and there was, like, no one there, hey. Like, it was my mates that went. Like, all of us that wanted to go see them. And then, like, maybe 15, 20 other people, which was still cool. But they were, like, fucking stoked. You know, and I imagine you would be if, like, you had driven down from Brisbane and you, like, had no idea how many fans you had in Newcastle or whatever, um, and, you know, like, they, they played at Falls, obviously, which is sick, but, like, anyone's gonna, anyone could watch you at Falls, like, it could be any random passerby that has no idea who you are, so you can't really count that as, you know, an authentic gig, really, I would say, with the people that come and watch that part of the show, but people that come literally and pay money for a ticket to see you first out of a thing, which I would know about because... Marmalade sold out of Cambridge. Um, it's such a warm, fuzzy feeling that you're like, oh my god, there's people here to see me. Um, and yeah, they played, and that was great. Um, and like, we were talking to them after the show, sort of, like, they were still on stage, and they were like, oh, like, thanks for coming out, like, we really appreciate it. And I was, me and my mates were like, um, yeah, we saw you at Falls, like, last year, and you had no shoes on, and you fell over on stage, and he was, like, fucking losing his shit, it was heaps funny, but, like, yeah, it was crazy, then, like, we, as soon as we saw you were coming here, we definitely got tickets, he's like, oh, it's awesome, man, like, I really appreciate that, and, um, he's like, oh, let me just go put all this stuff away, and then we'll come back, I'll get a photo and stuff, and we'll have a drink, I was like, this is fucking sick, you know, this guy's, like, 
not a celebrity, but <laughs> he sort of was like fucking an icon at this point to us. And he never came back. Um, that's the story. He never came back from the the, the back room, the green room, um, which I wasn't too upset about. But you know, he uh, he did he did promise us something and never returned. But that's okay. You know, the fame and the fortune. You know, sometimes you forget those promises that you make. But we still had a great night. But yeah, neighborhood. I think this was like a this would have been their big song when they toured Newcastle. I don't even know if it was out during Falls. It might have been. I think they might have just released it. Yeah, they would have, because it came out in 2017 and I was just 18. So, they just released Neighbourhood. I think that might have been what put them on the scene. Or at least got them to Falls or something. Um, And so, that was cool. They played that. And yeah, it's a really fucking cool song. But their lyrics are very, um, like, I don't want to say shameless, but like, they just throwing C-bombs in there, talking about some creepy old dude, like, it's no, there's no, um, there's no innuendo, there's no hiding behind what their meanings of the the lyrics are, they just straight up say it, which I can respect, you know, there's no intricate metaphors or anything like that, it's just straight up, those surfers are a pack of cunts in Esky Lid, which was cool as, because that Nui, like, they played their set list, and then, like, I think they had a bit of time at the end of their gig, and everyone was just sh- shouting Esky Lid, like, chanting it for them to play it, and they hadn't played it yet, and they were like, oh, what the fuck? So they just played Esky Lid. It was cool. Great song. Don't know if it's in the countdown. Uh, or is it? Did I already say it? Was that the song that I said? Yeah, I think it might have been. It definitely was. Esky Lid, yeah. Go give that one a go. That, I've already mentioned it before, but, yeah, great song. Um, and, yeah, they played that just, like, on a whim, because they got told to. So that's 8.30, kicking us off. And again, we're 14 minutes in, and there's one song been set. No apologies, because if you're not used to it by now, that's not my problem. 8.29. Oh, by the way, that one had 888,000 streams. 8.88, so fun. Um, 8.29. Now, this one, I would have thought I would have had a lot more streams. Um, And it is Band of Skulls with, I feel like, 10 men, one dead, and nine dying. It's a very long song title. And it made me very upset having to write that down. Um, and on Spotify, or not even Spotify, on my car display, when I listen to music, if the song title is longer than the screen, it doesn't, like, fucking transition through so you can read the whole song title. It just gives you the amount that fits on there. So it literally just says, I feel like 10 men. And that's that's enough in itself, really. But you don't really get to see the rest of it. So if I had if I had have written down a shorthand version of it, I may have forgotten what the whole song was called. That's why I wrote the whole thing down. It took up two lines. Um, but that one's from 2014 from the album Himalayan. And it's only got 732,000 streams. Now, Band of Skulls, I found a couple years back, I was going through the Glastonbury lineup. Um, because I was so engrossed with music festivals for after going to like Falls and Splendor for the first time, I was really invested in going to Glastonbury. Obviously, I was never going to go to Glastonbury. Well, I will probably one day, but like not when I was 19 and had no money. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, this is sick. I looked through their lineup, and I think Band of Skulls like had a featured live performance on there or something like to view before they play on something like that. 
I checked it out, and it was, um, yeah, it was really good. So I went and listened to their music, and, and lo and behold, here we are. Um, but, you know, Band of Skull is one of those bands that I like no real intention of getting to know any further. You know, I know like two or three of their songs, but I'm not really in the business of fucking listening to them all their discography and just seeing what I like. Like, I could, and I probably would find another really good song. Like, if I listen to that whole album on repeat for a day, I'd probably find two songs that I fucking love. But, you know, who has the time? You know, if I'm going to do that, I feel like there's a lot of bands on the on the pecking order that would go first. You know, bands that I need to fucking listen to every song of before I, you know, give Band of Skulls a big fucking listen. But maybe I will. Who knows? You know, and there's no, there's no telling what might happen. Um, but that's 829. 828. Now, it's a locker version, if you can believe that. Um, and it's Skeggs with Here Comes Your Man. With a little hint of the Velvet Underground at the start with Waiting for the Man. Um, which, like, it's like a 15-second part. Like, it's a little little riff, and then he sings, like, two lines, and then that's it. Um... And then he sings Here Comes Your Man, which is great. 2019, 4.9 million streams on Spotify with, like, I think a million or so views on YouTube. So it's been listened to quite a few times. Um, And I'm really glad that Spotify have added the Leica versions. I think that's a massive, um, massive moment. Um, And, yeah, I remember this coming out and I was like, this is sick. Because I'm a big fan of Here Comes Your Man by the Pixies. And just the Pixies in general, um, who I found for the first time from, oh, where was it? Zach and Mindy make a porno with Seth Rogen, that movie. Uh, I think Hay was in there. Um, and then, yeah, there you go, the Pixies, they're back. But yeah, that was a Triple J like version, so I can't really give it an album. But that was in 2019, so, you know, Skeggs, here comes your man. I don't know how many like versions are in this. Yeah, that's sort of one of those stats that I feel like people with Triple J froth over during the countdown. Because you can bet on it. I know that's not why people care, but like you can bet on how many how many Leica versions are going to be in there. Um, and if you were to ask me how many Leica versions are in my top 1,000 songs, I would have no fucking idea. Um, odds are there's two, but like even... Even I would be putting money on over two and a half. Like, I genuinely have no idea. I should, I know that. But, like, when I shuffle my my playlists and I listen to the songs, I'm not really, like, jumping at the idea of song being a live version. Like, I don't really fucking make sure that I know that. I just kind of listen to it and go, this is sick. And then if I look at it in depth, I'll go, oh, that's a live version. Cool. But, like, otherwise, who cares? Um, so, I think there could be three. I'm going to guess three. One of them might not be a like a version. It might just be a cover. But we'll find that out when it, when it comes. But that's 828. Here comes your man. It's gigs. Um, and 827, speaking of falls. Now, did I see... Yeah, it was Vince Staples I saw at falls. Now, Vince Staples is back with 745... 
from Big Fish Theory. 37 million streams, 2017, of course. Um, and this one, the beat, when it fucking drops in this, is... I don't want to say mesmerising. I just want to say it's fucking good. Sharp. And it's fucking... It's nice. It's um, 7.45, you know. It would be really fitting if this song came 745th. But quick maths in my head, I would say there are definitely... 826 songs better than this one. Maybe not definitely. But, you know, that's where it's placed. If it was, if it would have been poetic if it had to come 745th. But if it had have done that, I feel like maybe a part of me would have gone, yeah, that seems a little bit forced. Uh, but who knows? In the future, I may just, I may just like not put the numbers there and then just rank the songs and just see what comes what. Like, instead of... I was I was writing... So, I had, like, a list of... What, 100 songs. Break it into 50. Break it into 25. And then even break it into 12. And then have, like, 12, 13, 12, 13, 12, 13. 12, 13. I need to make sure there was four installments there. And then, like, it'd be... 828... I don't know, whatever. So, 100 songs. 800 to 701 or whatever. And then I would be ranking it down. I'd be going, like, 800... And one to seven hundred and eighty-eight. Like that'd be. I'd, I'd write that on the Excel with the twelve songs that I felt were in that category. Like the the lowest half of that hundred or the lowest section, and then I'd drag the number to the song. So I'd go like from the like it was an alphabetical list. I'd look at the top one and I'd compare that to the next one down. Like okay, which one's better? And then I'd sort of like go from there. So I don't know. For example. Neighborhood or I Feel Like Ten Men, which one was a better song? And I'd be like, ooh, I Feel Like Ten Men. And then I'd go down again, and it would come all the way down until I had, like, a couple songs that were versing each other that weren't ranked, and, oh, this is a mess. I'm explaining it in my head now, and, like, I'm articulating that out loud, and it just is a mess. But, like, if I didn't have the numbers there, I just ranked it from what I thought was better than the other one, and then did the numbers at the end, who knows what I might see, you know? Part of me when, like, 500 would come, number 500, or number, any, any 100, it's like 800, 700, 600, 500, I, um, I was sort of more careful, because I wanted, like, the milestone numbers to be, like, not hits necessarily, but, like, it would be cool if they were particular songs, like, what if every 100th song was a whole hit song or something, it'd just be weird, but it turned out, like, it never ended up being that way. And in the end, it never really mattered. Um, but yeah, 827 was 7.45 from Vince Staples. And it's Vince Staples' fault for having a number between 1 and 1,000 in this countdown. Because then I'm always going to be wondering, what if it came that would help? Like, would people be excited about that? But, you know, it just isn't meant to be, and that's okay. These things happen. But 826 now. We're going back into the archives here to my days as a Australian hip-hop listener, thank you to my brothers. Full credit to the boys for this one. It is Bliss and Esso with Addicted from the album. Let me keep my eyes on the road, grab it out of sight. Running on air in 2010, so I would have been 11 when this song came out. Um, and yeah, this would have been peak them, you know. Fucking Aussie hip-hop was the shit, as I've said a couple times, you know, the rap battle, the 360 curse of rap battle, I actually had a look today 
and Cursor like blew up at Triple J for playing him because they blacklisted him a couple of years ago or ages ago and then like they decided to play him now he's like why would you fucking play me you dogs like you blacklisted me fucking keep it that way I don't need you I don't need your fucking publicity and all this shit it was fucking red hot but like he seems to be doing alright without them so I'm sure he's fucking entitled to believe that um but yeah, someone requested Cursor and they played it. But he, like his point was like, you're playing music that I fucking pioneered now and now you want to play me. Like now you think it's cool to play music like that. Fuck you guys. Which, you know, I guess I can see his point. Don't know who he's really referring to, but I'm sure if I heard what he was referring to, you could probably test, you could see the influence of Cursor. Like, you know how like rappers always talk about their influences like Nas or... Biggie or Tupac or whatever, like, you think fucking any Australian rapper's going, yeah, fucking Cursor, I'm really influenced by Cursor, like, they can't fucking invent it, this Cursor is the sickest, like, he's a fucking pioneer, tell me he's not, he's fucking released an album, like, every year, or, like, at minimum every two years, and, like, they've all banged, like, <laughs> they've all just fucking shot up heaps well, like, in the... They've all sort of, you know what I mean? Without the help of Triple J or anything like that, like mainstream radio or anything, people that listen to Cursor just fucking like Cursor. They don't care if he's being played on the radio. I'm sure if he goes to like, I'm pretty sure if he tours, he sells out like the Emerald Theatre, which is like fucking, you know, not an easy thing to do at all. I would not go to a Cursor show. I think I would die. I think it would terrify me. I don't even think I would die at the hands of someone else. I think the fear alone would kill me. But yeah, that's Cursor, man. The goat. Um, but that wasn't him. This is Bliss and Esso with Addicted. And Bliss and Esso... Yeah, so Bliss and Esso, I'm pretty sure Bliss or Esso is friends with Shooter Williamson. Or was. Or like, they knew each other well enough that one of them was in a Shooter Williamson video. Or maybe both of them were. I'm not too sure. Um, I remember, yeah, they were in a Shooter Williamson video about don't say this word, about the word cunt. Um, I'm pretty sure Cursor was in the video as well. Like, he had a guest appearance. It was sick. So, yeah, listen, Esso, that's them. With Addicted. What a, what a song. I think this would have placed pretty well in the Hottest 100 of the decade when it was, like, out. Surely... This wouldn't have mattered because it's 2011 onwards. They have a top 1,000. They have a top 100 of the decade for 2010. I don't think they did. I think it was all of all time. Um, so you know that's that. And yeah, that's 8:26. So we're halfway through this episode at 27 minutes. Oh, I've done this a couple times before. And I rushed through those last five, but that's fine. We can do that. It can be 50 minutes. No one said it can't be. Um, 8.25. Now, Gambino, Donald Glover, the singer, songwriter, producer, actor, writer, fucking director, everything. Fucking people are like triple threads. This dude's like a fucking decathlon thread or whatever it is. I don't know. You know how, like, it's quintuple, or double, or triple, or sextuple? What's ten? Fucking, I don't know. He does it all, up With Sober. 
from the album Kauai. I don't know if that's how you say it. K-A-U-A-I. 2014, 305 million streams. Um, if this isn't the song that got you into Childish Gambino, it's either Sober or Sweatpants. And if it's not one of those three, you're fucking lying to yourself. Um, but yeah, Kauai. Now, the interesting about Kauai is I thought I remembered that name from somewhere. You know, I didn't know if it was like a, a term, like a Hawaiian term or like a Japanese term that meant fucking something. It's actually Hawaiian. It's a Hawaiian island. And it's where Lilo and Stitch was set. Like, that's where they... Obviously, that's a fucking animated film, so it's not... Um, it's like where the live-action movie was filmed. But that's where the they've, like, set the movie in the in Lilo and Stitch. Like, it's in Kauai, the island in Hawaii. Um, you know, fun little factoid of the day. That's not where I thought the word was from. It's like... I had no idea that that's what that was. It just sounded familiar. Then I looked it up, and I was like, nope, got no idea what this is. But yeah, fun fact, in my research, yeah, Lilo and Stitch, how good. Great movies. Fucking sensational. Um, so that's A25, 305 million streams, and yeah. Um, Donald Glover in The Martian, was it? It was The Martian. He plays the dude that, like sorts out the fucking how they're going to get Matt Damon home, pretty sure. That is pretty sure, yeah. And he's in Spider-Man as well. Fucking crazy stuff. And The Lion King. He's also like one of the biggest rappers for his generation, sort of, at a time. Like, kind of is. He's certainly his. He's, I reckon, for sure. Like, whenever he wants to be. He doesn't always, he doesn't always, he doesn't really rap too much anymore, but when he wants to be, he fucking always makes fucking bank, I guess, is what I would say. But yeah, that's 825, and it's starting to rain. Let me keep getting my paper up. 824. Now, I did see Spacey Jane last week, last Tuesday, of all things. Um, and I mentioned that last episode, because that was the day after. Which means I know that it was a Wednesday that I recorded the last episode. And Spacey Jane played Love Me Like I Haven't Changed in their set. Which is a great song. And it's 824 from the album Sunlight. And at the start of this song, you would be, you know, you would not be ridiculed by me for thinking it was an Oasis song. Um, and my friend Dimitri has, you know, an obsession sort of with Oasis. And I, I sent this song to him. I said, you will think this is an Oasis song. And then he listened to it and he goes, yeah, it kind of does sound like that, doesn't it? So, you know... I'm not saying Spacey Jane are Oasis, I'm just saying this song has that feel about it at the beginning of it. That would make you think it is an Oasis song, that's the fun part. Is that a crash? No, it's not. Just like, kind of looks like it. Sensational. The guy that overtook him before aggressively, I'm now overtaking and I feel really good about myself. So, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. Um, ooh, this is going to be tough, isn't it? No... Eh, what am I going to do? But yeah, 824, Love Me Like I Haven't Changed. Sunlight, baby. What an album, what a band. What a fucking performance that was last week. And, you know, fucking Oasis, you know, not them, but kind of sounded like a little bit. 
and that's 824. And what does that have in terms of streams? 1.1 million from Sunlight, 2020 as I said. Now, 823. I would go out on a limb and say, you are not going to know this song, and that's fine. But I do want to mention that this song is fucking good. And Ollie, my bass player from Marmalade, he said to me he's listened to the podcast a couple of episodes. Or maybe it was one episode. I don't know why, what, where he got his information, but he said, I have disagreed with a lot of the, of the placements. And I didn't, I said, can you name any in particular? And at the time we were drunk and he said, no, I can't. But if you're listening to this, Ollie, please tell me what the placements that you disagreed with are, or at the very least, were you lying to me? Um, but, but this one, on the topic of Marmalade, now this was the band that played after us on our first gig, and it was Mango Avenue. Big shout out to the boys. Um, great bunch of guys, great band. And their song Lana from Lakeside Poco. Oh, fucking tune. Now, 126,000 streams. Was that right? 142,000 streams. I undershot them. 2019 for this one. Oh, man. Great, great fucking song. Um, and, yeah, I have infinite amounts of respect for these boys. They were very helpful to us on our um, on our first show, you know, showing us some of the ropes, not all of them. Um, and, you know, great great uh, connection to have with all the boys, you know, those four bands that we played with, we thank them very much, um, but yeah, great song, and that's all I can say about it, please go listen to them, if you haven't already, um, you know, big fan, big, big fan, 822, now, we're nearly at my work, and it's only 34 minutes in, so I suppose, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes you just time it well and you, you you speak less about the songs than you think you would. And here we are. 822, two songs to go for the episode. Now, this is one of the best bands of all time. And for me, unfortunately, I don't know if I've already mentioned one of their songs before. I can't remember exactly if I um, have, like had their song in yet, if you know what I mean, like, I know that sounds ridiculous, but actually, I can't, for the life of me, remember if they've had one yet, um, I think maybe they might have, and I will check, let me just check, because I like to be, um, I like to be thorough at opportunities that I can, be thorough in, and like, you know, as I've said several times, when the, uh, opportunity for the second one comes along, the, the second season, this podcast, we will have all these stats readily available, because I will make it readily available, and I've just checked, this is their first song, so I'm happy to announce that Bastille have got their first entry of quite a few, and the reason they've got quite a few is because they were the very first band I fell in love with, um, in a manner that was my doing, and I mean that in the way that Coldplay, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and the Temper Trap were thrust upon me, and I mean that in the least weird way possible, like, I was exposed to Coldplay, so I liked them because they were given to me, 
Bastille, I went out into the wilderness and found them myself and raised it as my own child. And now they're like one of the biggest bands in Britain. And, you know, you just have to have to love the fucking success that they've had. You know, they had Miranda Cosgrove in a fucking video clip. That is just god-tier stuff. But this one's Durban Skies from All This Bad Blood. A, um... Ooh, I've fucking gone over some sort of pothole there. All This Bad Blood in 2000 and... Where is it? 2013. Now, this has got 11 million streams. Do I think it deserves more? Yes and no. Like, I, I literally wouldn't have thought it had this many, to be honest. Um... But yeah, here we are. And I'm just parking. Excuse me. Yes, 11 million streams. Durban Skies from the album All This Bad Blood in 2013, as I've said. And yeah, I don't know where I found them. I think Pompeii came out. Love that. Then at school one time, we were doing fucking ping pong at the end of season, end of year fucking electives or some shit, I don't know, and some kid played Laura Palmer, and I was like, Bastille, that sounds familiar, joined the two together, found the band, listened to the whole album on repeat for about seven years, um, pretty much liked every single song on the album, then the new album came out, oh no, the, the next one, Wild World came out, fucking fell in love with that, then they sort of didn't come across my playlist for about seven years, something along those lines. Now, I haven't heard fucking any of their new stuff other than, um, Happier, is it Happier? Which is a great song, but it's also fucking got a billion streams. Um, I'm going on sort of a tangent here, sort of a rant, but my point is Bastille are fucking goaded. So, give them a go. And the final song of the episode, we finally got there. You'll hear the crumple. And it is Kendrick Lamar from section 80, 81.5 million streams. Ten years ago in 2011, it is rigor mortis for 821. And back when I was like 16, going on my Kendrick Lamar fucking rampage, my tirade of listening to every single thing he's ever produced, this one come on. Section 80. Now, some dude on TikTok the other day was reviewing all of J. Cole's albums. And J. Cole has an album coming out on Friday, so that's why I was intrigued. Um, And he really fucking undershot him. He said that like... 2014 Forest Hills Drive was like a 7 out of 10 and I was like what the fuck and that was like his highest ranking and then I went to his Kendrick Lamar one and he said that fucking To Pimp a Butterfly and Good Kid Mad City were the two best hip hop albums of all time and then he said like Section 80 was like a 6 out of 10 and I was like fucking who is this kid where is he getting his fucking bullshit opinions from and why does he think he's a hero and that's just got me on the fucking rant of Kendrick Lamar dude's a god but he said damn was like shit. And I was like, damn on a Grammy, man. It can't be bad. Like, it literally can't be bad. That's my point. Rigor Mortis, 821, rounding out the episode. And I'd give it a listen if I were you. If you're a big Kendrick Lamar fan and you haven't heard this song, then I would be questioning your allegiance to the flag. And that's the episode. We had Neighbourhood by Bugs. We had I Feel Like Ten Men, One Dead and Nine Dying for the longest song title name in the countdown at 829 by the Band of Skulls. Here Comes Your Man by Skeggs, the Locker version. 745 
came 827th, disappointingly, I guess, by Vince Staples. Addicted by Bliss and Esso. Sober by Childish Gambino. Love Me Like I Haven't Changed by Spacey Jane. Llama by Mango Avenue. Durban Skies by Bastille. And you just heard, of course, Rigor Mortis by Kendrick Lamar. Thank you for being here. I appreciate the support. And I will catch you all next time in episode 19 where we'll get to 820 to 811 before we almost exit the 800s for good. Very exciting stuff. Um, And thank you. I'll catch you next time.